you figured out what you love and you can't sleep at night because of this one thing and it keeps you up and you can go days without resting more than five hours and you're like, this is the thing. You know what you got to do? That's as simple as it. Go all in on that thing and, and chase it like crazy and, and run and do as much as you possibly can without thing. This is the Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. Thanks again for joining us every Friday, not Friday, every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific uh, on our Facebook channel. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to a podcast or some other way that we ended up getting this content in front of you, you can check out the live shows on the Eric Hammond brand Facebook page uh, live every Monday. So we've got some good questions for you today. We're going to be talking about growing your audience. Again, I think that, you know, as you're, as you're starting out or as you're even kind of figuring out your message and who you talk to, building an audience is key, right? Because if you're going to talk and no one's there to listen, you really can't get anywhere. So we're going to help you build your audience today. We're going to ask or answer a couple questions that might relate to what you might be struggling with. So if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, hey, even if you're on an older platform or a brand new one that doesn't even exist at the time this recording, this type of question will be able to help you get new followers, gain some traction and get the exposure that you're probably looking for in your business. So first question is, is what should I be doing to grow an audience, right? Most obvious question that you can ask. So some of the things that I would recommend, either when you're brand new, or you're still just kind of getting your first thousand followers, which is probably the biggest challenge that most of you will ever have. Like the first 100 is super hard if you're not reaching out to like 100 of your friends and just saying, hey, follow me. And then the next 500 is just as hard. And then the first thousand is like, oh my gosh, once you get past that hurdle, it just kind of takes off. Uh, on our Eric Hammond page, which we're broadcasting on right now, as of this show, we're about to hit 500 followers. This is actually a new page that we started up earlier this year, maybe three months ago, four months ago. So it's still pretty new. We haven't done like guerrilla tactic marketing to get a ton of followers. We're just looking kind of for the organic reach that it naturally has. With our other pages though, we've got quite a few followers and it's great to kind of see the momentum that we're getting each day. We're, we pick up more and more and more followers. We obviously run a couple ads on some of our other channels to get people, but organically the word just kind of starts sharing, right? It's like the domino effect of once you get some good traction going, it just kind of spreads and people start following you for the message that you have to share. So the key though is, and we're going to get to some of this in the second question too. It's a little bit more on Instagram. But the key is to provide value. And I think that that's where it all stems from, right? If I just get on my platform and I preach all day and it has no value or there's no relevance to what it is that you're looking for, no one's really going to follow. The reason that we put this show out there is I feel like we're bringing value to the people that follow us. We're answering the questions that you guys have. These four questions come from you guys each week. It's content that you guys are looking for. I'm here to show you guys how to grow your business. And so in turn, by me putting something out there that you guys can benefit from and learn from, you're going to come back and tell your friends and, and come back for more and more and more and hopefully subscribe to the channel that we have. So if you haven't done so, definitely subscribe to this channel, whether you're watching it on YouTube, if you're watching the podcast, subscribe or listening to the podcast, subscribe to that. If you're watching us live on our Facebook channel right now, join us, follow along and, and see what we have to share with you guys. I think you'll be surprised at the content that we have and, and the value that comes from this channel. So I guess getting stuck on the value you provide, I think the biggest thing is, is giving people what they're looking for, right? So if you can solve someone's problems, you win. 
in. So think about, let's kind of tell a little quick story here. If you've got a bunch of clients and, and you serve them, whether in a service-based kind of field or it's a product that you're fulfilling, somehow or some way, you're going to be helping your clients do something, right? If you have a product that makes your life easier, if you have a service that makes their life better, right? Like let's say you, you clean their home or you sell them a house or you help their back feel better or some, some service that you provide to improve their quality of life. These are the things that people are looking for, right? They're looking for an easier life, a better life, happiness, joy. Those are the things that your product hopefully solves. If you can show your clients how that happens through your product, they're going to come back and want to learn more, right? Like let's say, let's just go down. I love talking about the chiropractic for some reason. If you're a chiropractor and you have patients who struggle with headaches or back pains or leg aches or some issue that's preventing them from living the life that they want, they're struggling right now, they're in pain, they're crying out for help and, and maybe the doctor doesn't know how to fix it or maybe they've you know taken a ton of painkillers and they're just not finding the solution they're looking for, by you showing them how to fix the problems that they have and, and having them come to your office and adjusting them and getting their body in tune and, and being able to function like it should be, like a normal human, being able to walk around and function and run and just enjoy life, they're going to thank you, right? They're going to come back for more and more and more because you've been such a blessing to their life and then they're going to tell all their friends about it. That's the beauty of when you solve someone pro- someone's problems and you help them, they're going to give a testimony about you. They're going to tell everyone that they know, you know, look, my life was pain before. Now I can do this. This is what happened, right? Think about selling a house. If I'm looking for that dream house and I can never find it and no realtor ever can help me find this home that I'm looking for, but you, Mr. Amazing Realtor or Mrs. Amazing Realtor, help me identify what it is. You, you weeded out all the things that I was looking for and you made it easy. You negotiated a great price. You got the terms that I was looking for. You're going to tell everyone you know about that. So by you, again, solving someone's problem or showing them how you can have a better, easier life, you're going to attract the clients you're looking for. So what are some of the ways that you can get this message out there? There's there's really three main ways of communication. It's video, which is probably a combination of everything, right? There's there's audio that's coming through. You can see me. I guess it doesn't really take over the, the written part of it unless there's subtitles that show up at the bottom, which we try to do with most of our content. But it covers the audio, the visual, and the written if you can figure that out. So that's video. Some people just prefer reading, you know, and they want to pick up a, a newspaper or something like that and read it. Obviously, with today's technology, everybody has one of these guys sitting in their pocket. They can scroll through and read blog posts from you. They can read articles about how to do things with the podcast format and the more audio format. They can digest and consume your content through their earbuds and through the audio version, right? So think about video, written, or audio and how you get your message out there. That's that's the point is, is get it out there. Attract the people that you're looking for. Have some type of a call to action in all of your content. It doesn't need to be like a hard right hook to, to get them to take action. As Gary Vee says, jab, 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 right hook, like jab, 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 right hook. Give them value over and over and over so they come back, right? Like every single time you watch one of my videos, I'm not like, hey, buy my $10,000 product. Hey, sign up for this. And hey, you need to do that. It's it's simple stuff. Like subscribe to our channel. That doesn't cost you anything. It's going to give you more benefit. So that's the jab, right? The little hooks, the little jabs that bring value into your life that help you progress the way that you need to go. It helps you build your small business. For me, if again, you're in the service industry, let's say you're cleaning someone's house and you want to teach them about proper chemicals to use and, and how to keep your kids safe and how to keep the bacteria out of your kitchen. Maybe you provide little uh, jabs every single day, you know, use this type of sponge, use this type of cleaning solution, you know, wipe your counters down after every time you use or cook with chicken, I don't know, whatever it is, right? You're giving them little pieces of information and then every once in a while, come in for the right hook. You got to remember those right hooks every once in a while. What's the call to action that you're going to have in your content that's going to get them to a new place in life, right? Maybe I want to offer weekly cleaning services. Maybe I want to offer three time a week service on your chiropractic needs. Maybe I want to um, come in for the clothes and help 
help you buy or sell a house. Maybe I want to work on your car and have you come in for that oil change or rotation of tires. Think about what that call to action is. It's not going to benefit you financially as much as it's going to benefit your client and help them feel better about the business that you provide. So that's how you attract your audience. You give them value and you got to ask for small things in return and then every once in a while ask for that right hook and, and get them to pull out their pocketbook, get them comfortable giving you money and keep coming back for more. So you'll notice if you've been watching the show and let's see, we're like eight minutes or so into this video today, which is about 25% of the show, which is awesome because if you're still watching this now, it means that I'm going to probably hook you with some type of a retargeting message on Facebook. I'm going to get you to watch something else. I'm going to get you to, to come somewhere else and get you signed up for my newsletter. I'm going to have you join a group that we're part of something else, right? That, that's my, my subtle right hook. That's going to get you to keep participating in the small environment that we're in. So that's how you use a right hook to close your audience. Again, I think the biggest thing that most people miss is the consistency when it comes to content. You can't just put out something once a month and hope that it's enough. Most of the people that are following your brand and your group and, and having the problems that they have, it doesn't happen once a month. You know, if I have a back pain, it's consistent all the time, always there and always present. If I just put something in front of those people once a month, my message is going to get blurred by all the other noise that comes around, right? You hear this often that there's over 70,000 different pieces of marketing that are put in front of somebody every single day. If you just hit them once a month, I do the math on that, right? It's not enough. So you need to be in front of them consistently. That's why video, audio, and blogs are the way to do it because you get in front of people on a consistent basis wherever they are. You need to have ads. You need to have messages that resonate with them all the time that speaks to their pains, that speaks to their needs, that allows them to find you and keep coming back for more and more and more. Okay, I think that's enough on that one. Uh, but really just keep bringing value, stay consistent, give them what they're looking for, find out the problems that they have. The best way to do that is to do a show like this and ask for people's questions and find out what those questions are and then answer them. And you're going to get to know your clients really well. I mean, look, this is almost episode number 30. That's 120 questions that we've answered from you guys. I think I feel like I got a pretty good pulse on the problems that you guys have, the struggles that you're having with your business. It helps me to be a better communicator so that I can bring you the value that you're looking for. Okay. Question number two, which is similar. It's just more of a tweak on Instagram. This is a lot of people on Instagram ask me for a like for a like, <laughs> which you're not familiar with that. I'll explain it. But how would you respond to that situation? A like for a like is basically saying, if I come to you and say, look, I'll like your page if you like mine. So we each get a new subscriber. Are you interested? That's what a like for a like is. So there's two approaches to this. The first answer is no. And second answer will be yes. No, don't do it when the person reaching out to you has nothing to do with your business. I think a lot of people are looking for the like for the like just to grow their audience and get exposure to new industries. And if it has nothing to do with what you sell or what you serve or your clients, it's not going to help you at all. For example, let's say I'm in real estate and I'm selling houses and I work with the local community. Somebody reaches out to me in, let's just say Bangladesh, right? And they're trying to sell social media marketing. It has nothing to do with my clients. Nobody that I communicate with has anything to do with social media marketing. I'm just trying to sell houses. That's not going to be a good like for like. However, if somebody in your area, in your geographic area, in your county, in your state, somewhere in your your geographic area reaches out to you and it has something to do with the housing community. It could be another real estate professional, like a, another um, real estate agent. It could be a title officer. It could be a mortgage lender. It could be a home inspector. It could be a whole bunch of contractors, right? Painters, roofers, solar guys, all those guys. If they're like, hey, look, I'll come like your page, real estate agent, you come like my page, home repair guy, that's going to win because you guys are sharing similar audiences. It's going to help you grow your brand because now every time you put out content, they're going to
going to see it. It's going to go back and forth and you guys will be able to help grow each other's audiences together. Again, if it's around the world, it has nothing to do with your industry, that's not going to help you at all. It's just helping them get something that they're looking for, not you. So really, you got to do your homework. When people follow you and like you, you got to see who they are, right? There's a, a bunch of different ideas from this, but if you're getting a like for a like, do your background, know who they are, know what their industry is, get to know them. The second thing is, is every time you do get a like or a follow, I'm getting better at this. I'm not perfect. So if you followed me recently, I can't say that I've done this 100%, but get to know who that person is, right? If someone's going to take the time to follow you, to to give you their energy and, and consume your content, find out who they are, right? Every time I get a like, I go see who they are, what industry they're in, what they're doing, like how can I help serve them? What value can I bring to them? I want to make sure that it's somebody that's going to be relevant to what I'm doing so that I can communicate with them, right? Because if they're going to follow me, they're looking for answers probably. They're looking for some type of a solution. If I can send them a direct message back and just say, hey, thanks for the follow. I appreciate it. You know, tell me more about your business. What are you working on right now? Are you coming to me for help? Are you just following along because you like the content that I put out there? How can we communicate? How can we relate, right? So when you get new followers in any platform, really, not just Instagram, but really reach out to those people. Again, they're giving you their love. They're giving you their follow, the time, right? They're going to be consuming your content. If you can get to know them on a personal basis, one-on-one, how awesome would that be, right? Like imagine the next time that you're on your phone and you're going live and you're doing some type of an episode like this and they pop up into the screen and you see that they're there and you're like, oh my gosh, Travis, I remember Travis. Travis is that guy who does this, this, and this. And you're like, hey, Travis, hope you're doing well. You know, good luck with this, right? And you speak specifically to them. They feel so much better about themselves and it makes them uh, have attention drawn to them. And also all the other people that are watching, it's going to give them the confidence that you like your uh, your community, that you like your audience, that you're comfortable communicating with them, that you get to know them one-on-one, right? I noticed that we've had a few people join us today. Unfortunately, my screen over here doesn't show me exactly who's there. I just see the thumbs up comments. I appreciate the thumbs up. I appreciate the support. And I would love to get to the show where there's like a feed of comment and content going on here to the side so I can see what you guys are engaging with and, and what you like about the show. But for the most part, you know, just get to know who your audience is. I think that's the fun part of, you know, your first thousand members is you really get to know them intimately. I know for most of you, this isn't the case, but when you get to a million followers, there's no way that you're going to be able to keep up with all the people, right? There's just no way that you can get to know them on that intimate level. So your first hundred, 200, 500,000 people, try to get to know them as best as you can. I would say for the most part, I probably know 80% of the community that follows me. I get to know them on a one-on-one basis. I go follow their stories. I go look at their profiles. I see what they're doing. I see the photos of their kids and their life and their business. I get to know the struggles that they have because now that in return goes back to question number one, which is how do I grow my audience? I understand who they are as a person, what they're struggling with and how I can hopefully solve their problems. I'm going to win. I'm going to come out looking better because I care about my audience that I communicate with. If I just preach, 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 preach all day long and I talk about the content that I think is important, it's not going to be as relatable. So I want to make sure that I'm delivering content that you guys find applicable and get to know who you are as an individual. I know that there's, you know, even though you have your screen name, I know that there's an individual behind that screen name, a person who has their own fears, their own challenges, their own issues in life, hurts, wins, trials, successes, all those kind of things, right? So I'm trying to get to know you as best as I can. And that's what social media really is. It's trying to get to know your community and help them the best that you can. Okay. So go for the like for the like, if it makes sense, you got to weed out your traffic and see who's coming in. I think the other thing is I talked to this guy the other day and he's like, I've been doing like for like just to get to a thousand followers. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I want to get the features that are available at a thousand followers. And what happens on Instagram is once you, once you get to a thousand followers, you unlock a couple more features, right? You're able to use the swipe up feature so that you can direct people to a website. You're allowed to do anyway, some other things. Cause now Facebook or Instagram is seeing that you have a bigger following. You can do more stuff. The problem with that is let's say I build up a new audience and I start with a hundred people that like me and 900 people who have no idea who I am. It's just like for like connections and they're, they're nothing to do with the industry that I'm speaking to. It's not the audience.
audience that I'm looking for. With organic reach, you're only exposed to a small amount. On Facebook, it's like 3 to 4%. It means that of a 1,000 followers, only 30 people are actually going to see every post that you put up there. Unless it gains some virality, unless it's really popular and the engagement is high, you might get to like 7 or 8 or even 10%, but it's super unlikely. But, so what happens is if I post something on Instagram now and I've got a bunch of bogus followers, like 90% of my followers aren't real, there's a good chance that those 90 percenters are going to see the content and the 10% that I wanted to communicate with in the first place, the real 100 true followers, aren't ever going to see that. So now a bunch of my content is just wasted on people that didn't want to consume my content in the first place. You see why it matters? So get followers who want to consume your content, get people who are engaged in what you have to say, who your message is actually going to affect and benefit. All right, keep going along here. Question number three says, should you go all in on one idea or try many out when you're close to graduating? So graduating could be from high school, could be college. I guess the point is, is do I keep tunnel vision and focus on one thing or do I, you know, shotgun approach and broaden it all out? Uh, I would say if you have no idea what you're doing, try a whole bunch of things. Because if you go down one route and you don't know what you're doing, you're going to wake up in five years from now and you're going to realize, look, this isn't what I thought it was at all. I didn't realize that. And I can testify from personal experience that this happened to me. So when I was in school, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I got, I barely got out of high school. I got into college, changed my major like seven times. I finally found something that I was interested in. I started getting good grades, got an honor roll my junior and senior year. I just finally found something that I liked, right? It was construction management. I thought that was the route I wanted to go to. And I had tunnel vision. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to own a construction company someday. I'm going to go work for a commercial general contractor. I was in the commercial industry building high rises in downtown San Jose and San Francisco area. And, and it was interesting to me at the time, uh, but I like punted everything else. Like I didn't look at anything else. I wasn't into social media back then. I wasn't into anything. I was like, okay, this is my focus. And then 2009 hit and the economy crashed. Our company lost a billion dollars worth of work. We like everybody was laid off except for like the main owners and a couple other guys who'd been there for like 40 years. But we lost all momentum. And I was like out on the street, you got to find a new job. Like many of you have heard this story before, but it was like, okay, where do I go from now? No one in construction is hiring. I have no other plan B, like no other options. Uh, and the closest thing I could find to it was real estate and flipping homes. And so I got into real estate. I figured this is kind of as close as I can get. And I still like construction. And so it opened up this whole new world of real estate to me and investing. And we flipped a ton of houses. We got into rental properties. And that's what really kickstarted my entrepreneurial career as, as a business owner. And it was good. But the problem was, is I didn't know what I was doing. And I just kind of went down that one shot. And so again, if you don't know what you're doing, and you just pick this one route, you might wake up one day and say, look, this isn't what I love. I don't, I don't love being here. This isn't really my passion. Now what, right? You might be 30 years old. You might be 40 years old. It might be too late to, to turn and, and pivot on something else because you lost the momentum to, to try something else. I mean, that's not to say that you can't start another business and do something else. I'm just saying that when you have a wider approach to things and you know other availabilities, you realize that the world isn't that small. There's a lot of options for you and there's so many different things you can try. So when you're like he, this person said graduating, so I'm assuming that, you know, whether you're 18 or 22 or whatever you are graduating from, try the world. That's my suggestion. I know that a lot of parents struggle with this and a lot of um, people have a hard time consuming this, but you don't have to go straight into college if you're out of high school, right? Like go do something, go travel, go learn new things, go explore for three or six months, go see what the world's all about. If you just got out of college, you know, again, I went straight into to work mode. I, I took two weeks off to just kind of get myself situated in my new area where I moved to and, and try to figure out what I was doing. And I was like, hey, time to like just spend the rest of my life at this desk. And I think that for a lot of you guys, you know, you're just going to wake up one day and be like, ah, I wish I would have taken a moment to kind of explore things. So when you get out of any type of schooling, uh, maybe even just want to like put it on pause, you know, like right now, 
now school's about to start for all the UC schools. Maybe this fall or this December or whatever it is, you're like, hey, I just need to take a moment and I need to look around for a bit and I need to see what options I have, right? Maybe you go live in another country for three months, like go move to Europe or go move to some part of Asia and just see what life is like. Go explore things like travel blogging is huge right now, right? Like laptop lifestyle is huge right now. Go find something that you can do remotely. You got to make some money to support yourself, but living in another country can be a lot more affordable than the United States. So figure out some things that you're passionate about. Maybe like a list of the top 100 things that you're interested in and then circle the top 10 that are the easiest to implement that you don't need some type of a certificate to do or some type of a background to do. If you want to go work for somebody else, know that a lot of influencers talk about this, like go work for somebody for free for six months and just see what it's like. Like if you can live at home, have your life expenses taken care of and you can get to work and go work for somebody for free, do that. You're going to learn so many things than if you would have gone to work and taken the, the entry level position there, right? And worked your way up over years and years and years. Go, go try six things over the next six months. Go work a month, a month, a month. See what it's about. See what you can learn from it, right? Like try social media for a bit. Try video for a bit. Try traveling for a bit. Try cooking for a bit. Try designing clothes for a bit. Try whatever's interests you. Like just, there's so many possibilities. See what's available to you and what you're interested in. Try a million things. However, however, if you figured out what you love and you can't sleep at night because of this one thing and it keeps you up and you can go days without resting more than five hours and you're like, this is the thing. You know what you got to do. That's as simple as it. Go all in on that thing and, and chase it like crazy and, and run and do as much as you possibly can with that thing. And maybe in six months you'll wake up and realize that wasn't what I thought it was. This isn't the direction that I anticipated. Maybe I need to take a different path. Maybe I can take a fork in the road and, and do something else with it. That's what happened to me, right? I got into real estate 10 years ago. I loved it. It was something I was passionate about. I did it for 10 years, a decade of my life. A fourth of my life was has been committed to real estate, half my working life. And uh, I took a fork in the road and I, and I did something else, which is this. It's helping you guys, small business owners, real estate, a lot of it, but other small business owners too, grow their business get their content out there, attract clients that they're looking for, and that's okay. And and maybe in 10 years from now or 20 years from now, there's another fork in the road or there's a branch or there's something else that comes up or there's some other thing that I can do. I just know that I got to keep chasing that dream and keep myself passionate about what I do. And if you're not passionate about it, if you don't love it, if it doesn't just get you out of bed in the morning and just say, let's go, then uh, you haven't found that thing. So keep finding it, keep looking for it. I would say for most of you guys though, shotgun approach, like do as much as you can, learn as many skills as you can, try as many things as you can so you really found that one thing that just drives you so much. Okay, last question. And this one kind of relates to the last one too. What are you going to do for yourself today that will make you say thank you to yourself? For me, my goal every single day is to progress one step. That's it. One step. I'm not trying to earn a hundred million dollars today. I'm not trying to take down some massive company. I'm not trying to gain a million followers today. I'm just trying to get one step closer. I read a post yesterday from somebody, I can't remember his name. I think it was Don Locke. Anyway, it could have been somebody else. But he basically said is most of you guys are going to look and you're going to compare yourself to other business owners. You're going to say, oh my gosh, this guy did it in three months and I've been working at it for three years and I'm still not at that level. That's okay. Some of you guys will just go, 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 go 24 seven for six months and you'll still not get there and you'll be burned out. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. I got to do something else. And that was your one thing. But the problem is you got burned out because you didn't get the results that you were looking for. For me, I know the goals that I'm trying to reach. I know the direction that I'm trying to go. I know that my goal for 10 years from now, what that is, but I know that in eight years from now, the goal will probably have increased because I've surpassed what I've 
what to do. And so I think for, for you guys, you got to understand that this is a marathon, not a sprint. You, you will get burned out if you just go crazy for the next 12 or 24 months and you don't get what you're looking for because money's not going to solve that problem. The amount of followers that you get someday will not solve the problem. I don't think there's really anything that's going to solve that problem. It's the growth and it's the, the journey along the way that's going to keep you motivated. Because when you wake up in 24 months from now or 36 months from now or six years from now or 20 years from now, you'll probably enjoy the day-to-day moment more so than the accumulation of, of what's happened, right? The billion dollars that you made, the, the millions of followers that you have, the books that you wrote, the courses that you created, the business that you built, none of that will matter as much as the journey that you took to get you there and what you feel like you've accomplished in this life. So pace yourself. If you need to work eight hours a day, do it. If you can work four hours a day and still accomplish what you're looking to do and feel like, do it. If, if, if you can handle 15 hours consistently for a long time, do that. Everyone has a different need. Everyone uh, needs different things. So for me, what I found is that every single day, if I do something one step closer, if I check off that box and say, I did my best today, I, I read my books, I created something new, I reached out to somebody, I brought value to somebody else's life, like I'm doing right now, hopefully, then I can check that box and say, you did it. And, and that's my thank you is I'm making one step closer every single day. So find the one thing that you feel like you can check that box, that you can make that progress, that at the end of the day, you feel like today was a good day. I did the things that I needed to do. And some days you're not going to be able to check that box and you're not going to feel that great about yourself. And you got to realize I got to check it twice tomorrow. I got to figure out how, how I can change my patterns, my habits and do something different tomorrow. But number one is figure out what that box represents for you. What needs to be in that box so you can check it off and feel good about yourself and that you're making the right progress. And then number two is, is identify how you're going to do it every single day so that those are the most important things for you that day that they have to be done by, you know, noon or two o'clock or whatever it is so that you can move on to the rest of your day and do other things. But that's pretty much it. So every single day I say thank you to myself for, for these type of things, bringing value to people, helping them progress, um, getting one step closer on my journey. I keep going because I know I got a long time. I'm young. Okay. Guys, this has been another great show. Appreciate you guys showing up every single Monday in the podcast, consuming our content, subscribing to our channels. Just really appreciate you guys. And I know it's the end of the show and I don't know who's still listening, but appreciate if you know this one thing. We're doing our master class on October 1st, which is coming up in a week from tomorrow. If you haven't signed up for our master class just yet, the free six week boot camp master class training course is going to help you elevate your business, track the clients that you're looking for. You can learn all about it. There's going to be a link in the description, not in the description, in the post below this. Uh, if it's after October 1st, you missed your chance. We'll do it again in January, probably, but it's not going to be for free. So join our free six-week masterclass and learn how you guys can skyrocket your business in 2020. And uh, as always, guys, I appreciate you showing up every single week, learn how to better your business and get your questions submitted. I really love these questions. Thanks for getting them in every single week. All right, guys. Take care. I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond of the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time.